Welcome back to the Axel Money Podcast on the Liberty Block. We're back here with the lovely Kate Axelman. Thank you for being with us. I know it took a few months to get you back here. <laughs> Is that because we don't pay you enough? Probably. If, if I add a zero to the end of your paycheck, the whole thing, add an extra zero, so multiply it by ten, will you come on the show more often? You just get on. <laughs> okay, fine. She doesn't want to negotiate in front of the entire audience. That's fine. Um, she's also our IT director, among other things, for Liberty Block. So we last did Axel Money podcast episode three in November. So I guess three months ago or something like that. There's been a lot in the way of money and finance since then. The biggest development is that we read the book, The Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey since then. Probably right after November or December. We started December. And, and we decided that it sounds like a great plan because he proves with over 10,000 uh, millionaires they studied in, in their other book. And Ramsey proves that the quickest way to wealth and prosperity and being debt-free and retiring early and financially dependent is is essentially outlined in those seven baby steps. That's the entire program. Um, and we decided that it makes sense. And it's very simple. Nothing crazy magical about it. It's stop spending so much, get out of debt, and then you can invest and build wealth. It's very simple. Baby step one, and it's meant for people who are in big debt. Baby step one is save up a $1,000 emergency fund. Because a lot of people never have more than a few bucks lying around because it comes in and it goes out the other way because they have uh, holes in their pockets and they love spending. And step two is pay off all of your debt besides for your mortgage. Baby step three is fully fund that emergency fund from $1,000 to increase it to three to six months of expenses, which I guess is ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000, maybe more, depending on the person. Then... I think baby step four is, what's 15, that? 15% yeah. of your... Um, start investing start 15% of your gross household income into... Towards retirement. Ideally retirement, because that'll be the best uh, tax advantage. And he goes through all the details of tax advantage accounts. So start with your 401k or IRA, and then go from there. Maybe HSA, if that's tax advantage and all that. Um, and there are some other programs like 529s. Baby step five, 529s. Um, that's the saving for college. So maybe step five is where you'd save for college, I believe, for your kids if you want to, which our kids aren't going to go to college. Uh, and if they do decide to go to technical school or something, they'll probably be able to pay for it by themselves or it'll just be so cheap it won't matter. Maybe step six is start attacking the uh, house mortgage early and paid off early. And maybe step seven is by that point, you're totally debt-free, outrageously wealthy, and you can be outrageously generous. And that's baby step seven. That's it. You've won. You've won at life. Um, so maybe steps four, five, and six are all done simultaneously. Where you're investing, you're saving for college maybe, and, and you're paying off your house early or as early as you want. Make extra payments, a few bucks a month towards your house. So currently, like most people, we're in baby step two. We still have a bit of debt left. And we started attacking it a few months ago, I guess December. And I totally knocked out my car, started attacking her car. Now we have something else we have to cash flow, but then we're going to get right back to attacking her car. I've been very surprised at how quickly I was able to knock out my car. What was it? 13000 or more? It was 14000 14000 I knocked out my for, car in a, few, like, in a few weeks. For Pepsi, which yeah. is his car. Um, $5,000 of credit card debt. So that was mostly me. Was we banged that out too, right? Yeah. Yeah. We started attacking that early December. So we then, did the credit cards and Pepsi in a few months. Literally... 
in a few weeks. Seven weeks. Six weeks or seven weeks. And were then, you as shocked as I was how quickly was, we, we killed those? My parents were shocked. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, um, we started attacking... Cherry. Cherry, which is my car. Um, originally it was 24? 22? 22. No, I think it was 22. Think. 22 and now it's down to 15. And we are just like about to end February. Yeah, so I'm surprised that we could do it that fast. And still, we've been recklessly, we've been spending a lot on a lot of other stuff, to be yeah, honest. So been... if we were perfectly doing the Ramsey play, it's spend it nothing, live on beans and rice and rice and beans, all right, cowboy? That's what he always says, live on rice and beans, spend nothing, cut up your damn credit cards because they make you spend more. Forget the interest, they make you spend more, you spend more when you use plastic. Um... And stop spending on anything else besides what you need mm -hmm. to live. Like your house and yeah. electric. But we have not been doing that. We have, we're not that disciplined. But still, we're putting not, money towards yeah. debt, it's working a lot quicker than I thought it would. We don't have big restrictions on food, especially because we, we always work. So we, we tend to eat out. But we also keep that in a minimum um, whenever we can, of course. I spend way too much eating out. And... Yeah. And I like shopping <laughs> yeah you're um, a girl we all know you're a girl yeah but i don't spend a lot compared to other girls but of course the small <laughs> no i'm serious a lot of girls go to the mall and they can come back like honey uh we're bankrupt but you'll go to the uh, mall and you'll spend like 16 dollars on, on a purse you know, it's yeah it's it, like i don't spend a lot but what it boils down to is that like probably weekly i would spend like 50 bucks over something like you know two tops or something like very not expensive but it compounds like you know when you add mm -hmm. it up it it ends up being a total of like a thousand dollars for like 12 months mm -hmm. so it's something that you can save we also like cut subscriptions to amazon prime well he has amazon prime so i have mine because we were single for the longest time and now that we're married it doesn't make sense that both of us are paying amazon prime or we're in one household yep so we cut off one of those we saved a few bucks we cut off the cable i never watched cable besides football and a tiny bit of fbn and what else do i watch really just football I really a bit of sports Discovery Channel. I but i watched that. it so little um and there are other ways to watch stuff that, that you want to watch anyway with the internet. So I figured paying like 170 something a month was ridiculous. So now we're paying a bit less for other stuff. But we saved a few bucks there with cable. So the point is we saved a few bucks on a few different subscriptions. But it's also just the daily stuff. Now that I'm really thinking about it and I have that goal, which is getting out of debt so that I can retire and stop working. Because like every other person, I don't want to have to work. I want to work on my own terms. Um, meaning essentially retirement or fire, financial independence. Um... That's my goal. So just thinking about that and thinking back the last few weeks, I've not spent much on Amazon. Before, a few months ago, before I read that book, Total Money Makeover, yeah. I spent so much on Amazon. You do. Bezos thanked me by building a, a new Amazon distribution center in my small town. Um, and that's because we used to order. Um, like, we used to? You uh, used to. What are you talking <laughs> well, about? Well, you also ordered plenty, right? I, no, I, no. I rarely maybe, ordered. So maybe it was mostly me. I use um, Amazon Prime mostly for like Amazon, like videos. Okay. Like, yeah. Cool, cool. From time to time, my parents would order, so I would order for them. 
Yeah. But I personally rarely make purchases. Yeah. Well, I got a bunch of packages. You, you know, do. Like, it, again, it's so easy, and that's the convenience thing. I could write a whole book about the psychology and the convenience with marketing. Mm-hmm. Buy one click. You know, the one click buy. Um, but even even without the one click feature, which is somewhat new, just the subscribe and save and the other programs they have, mm-hmm. and you know this coupon, that coupon, the five percent back, so you get points. They make it so easy, so convenient, so attractive to buy stuff. And it is what it is. It's psychology, mm-hmm. it's marketing, it's capitalism. And I used to order a lot of stuff, but just thinking with this goal in mind of wanting to put every penny towards debt, and, and this is what the Ramsey system is about. I want to put every penny towards debt. I've been holding off. I have a lot of things in my cart, my save for later part of my cart. I have like 600 items. Um, some are ridiculous. It's like a baritone tax that costs 3000 bucks, um, and that's the cheap one. But... I have not bought very much. I bought like five things off Amazon, the things I kind of like need. I was going to buy at Walmart anyway. So I bought very little last few week, the last few months. But then what happened? So we were doing this Ramsey plan for a few weeks. We're doing great. We're paying, uh, no, we're paying off debt. We banged out like, I guess, 10, no, 5 plus 13 plus 8. It's like $5,000, $20,000 of debt in a few months. We're doing phenomenal. Um, and then I realized that the U.S. government, God bless them, are printing a lot of money, meaning inflation. And then Biden said he's going to do another $2 trillion stimulus. They say like 35% of all the money in existence was was printed in 2020. Like 35% of all the dollars that exist, the trillions of dollars that exist around the world, like 35% were printed in 2020. That's how much they printed in 2020. Something like that. So And they plan to, plan to print trillions more. So I started, I don't know, I, I told you some of the stuff, some of the stuff I didn't tell you because we were so busy working, but I started heavily moving like some of the equity into gold and silver and stuff to hedge against inflation um and i bought these things called gold back so I, I did spend a few bucks buying these and these are it's like bills like real money and we had him on the liberty block check out libertyblock.com we had the founder ceo of, of goldback.com and these are essentially bills that are one thousandth of an ounce of gold infused into this and they have denominations going all the way up to 50 thousandths thousandths of an ounce of gold um so these will retain value better than a dollar so i bought a bunch of these because i was kind of afraid or at least wanted to prepare and hedge against inflation so i spent a few bucks on those which i think is a good investment but technically if we're doing the ramsey perfectly we shouldn't be investing or doing anything besides we're paying off debt and then and then i was thinking about you know investing and then even was it last night or two nights ago i'm like yeah you know this ramsey plan it's you know i want to get out of debt but we should invest, right? Is this two nights ago? Yeah. And what did you say? Are we doing Dave-ish? <laughs> <laughs> Dave-ish? No, because he was um, starting to... You know, what was that theory that when... It doesn't matter if you actually pay off the house because whatever money, like, the value, because of inflation... Yeah, so pretty much what I was saying. Yeah, that, what I was saying to Kate was, with interest rates are for the house like th- less than three percent, and even for the cars, was it two, three, four, five percent? If we can be invested, getting more than that on average, and like Ramsey himself says, the market averages ten or twelve percent a year, in general. If you look at a twenty-year clip, we can our money can do a lot better for us in that time span because the the investment returns are higher than the interest rate we're paying on the on the car and the house anyway but also with inflation in mind and what i said to you because i'm this great genius is you know oh hey honey i did the math and 
at a less than 3% interest rate over you know, at least 15 years, in 15 years, when we're paying that same 2000 bucks a month, it'll be, because of inflation, very little. Because the contract we signed with the mortgage, with the bank, it'll still be that same, that same figure monthly. But right now, $2,000 a month is a lot. In 15 years, 2000 bucks a month will be like, you know, enough to buy a candy bar. So why pay it off early when we can have, essentially, in our 15th year, a mortgage that costs only as much as a candy bar? You know, or, or less than it is now. That That's, you know, again, and mathematically, and this is the, the thing with the whole Ramsey plan, he admits right off the bat that mathematically it's does, not yeah. the perfect thing to do. But his point is that once you are very intentional with getting, a, you know, getting your debt attacked and, like, you know, start moving to being debt-free... Just the emotional burden and like that mm-hmm. um, mental burden that you have that is just so much. I mean, from what I mean, we're not that free yet, but from what most people and I can only imagine that you will feel relieved and just the psychology and you know, being free in general will give you a lot of how would you say that? Um, Liberty and, and just. Decreasing just a lot of stress. Peace of mind. Just yeah. peace of mind peace of in mind, general. Yeah. And, and so, that's why they call their whole big program Financial Peace University. Yeah. So a, a few things. So there's the math. And, you know, my, I had a, a, almost like a debate with my dad about this. He's like, mathematically, you should not want to pay off low interest loans early. And mathematically, he's right. Obviously, we all know the math. Um, the thing is, like you said, the peace of mind. It's hard to put a price on that, right? It, it is. And... and and it was the peace of mind. And there's also the risk. So technically... I say the market's going to go up 5 or 10% per year, but COVID, new normal, crazy times, who knows? It could go up 1,000%, down 1,000%, up to 56,000 a coin. It could go down, you know, down 100%. You never know. So there's risk. Whereas if you pay off debt, you're paying off that 3 5%, but you know for sure it's 5% because you're paying it off. So you, by definition, you've got that benefit of that return on your investment. Yes. So right now, if we pay off our house tomorrow, we will have saved $50,000. That's a fact because that was the interest that was going to be paid. It's a fact. Whereas if I invest into a great gold ETF, I can say, oh, I think I'm smart. It'll return 50 grand. There's no guarantee. There's risk. So risk is, I'm sure um, some would know how to quantify it. Um, what's the word? An actuary might know how to quantify risk into all these equations, but I certainly don't. So that's one more thing. So there's a peace of mind. There's the risk. Um, the, there's the stress. And then, yeah, what were you going to say? That was something And awesome. then I think the other thing that is not, it, like involved in the math that you have to think about is, and I, I was, I was arguing about this about credit cards. I'm like, nah, Dave Ramsey's dumb. I don't think he's dumb Something because is- credit cards, you know. And I heard him on all those shows. He said, um, when you use, you know, you credit cards are bad. Cut your credit cards on the front of the book. The picture is him cutting out a credit card, right? And and you know, various people have various th- thoughts on them. Some say that they're the devil. I just wrote a short article for LibertyBlock.com about whether they're good or bad, and I kind of straddle the fence and say, well, they're good or bad, depends how you use them. But the the big thing he seems to say, and on the show, first, before I read the book, I was listening to his uh, YouTube and podcast and everything, and very often, callers would call and say, um, you know, I use credit cards, and, and they, I know they're a liability to some people, and they hurt, but they're an asset to me because they help, because I've never paid interest, because I paid off in full every month, and I get benefits of 1%, 2%, 3%, and that, over the years, adds up. And then finally, I heard him on one show explain it's nothing about that dumb dumb. Even if you paid off every month, you're still losing. And the two big arguments that got me was this. Because again, math, I'm very much logical and based on math, right? 
and and, I, and that's the thing for me. And I've said to you, well, everyone else is dumb. They pay interest in credit cards because you know nineteen twenty percent interest rates because those have high interest rates. I'm smart. I pay it off and fill every month. I get I've gotten thousands of dollars. We've taken trips across the country with the points we've gotten. So I think I'm winning. One thing Ramsey said that was smart was that the most marketed thing in the world is credit cards. They spend billions in advertising to get you to buy credit cards. Did you know that? To get to get you to get one. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's like the most marketed thing in the world. They spend like billions in advertising. Forget cars, houses, they forget, you know, shoes and phones. They spend the, the big banks, you know, Chase or Bank of America or other companies that have credit cards, even Macy's, they spend billions, I believe. Like like the highest number for marketing for credit cards. They want you to get them. Clearly, they benefit from credit cards. Clearly, they love having people having credit cards because enough people, I guess, pay interest on them. I guess. They, they don't pay them for every month. So first thing he said was, hey, Joe Smith from Arkansas, you really think you're beating the smartest people in the world who spend billions marketing it? You think you're beating them? You're smarter than them? Come on. You're not going to beat them. You, you don't beat the house. When you go to casino, oh, but I'm going to blackjack. Honey, let me go to Vegas. I'm going to beat the house. I'm going to beat him at blackjack. I'm better. I, there it is. I'm going to beat him. It's silly to say, right? It's just not going to happen. So that, um, probability, it's not going to happen. That was the first big thing, and that got me thinking, like, wait, that's logical. That makes sense. You're very rarely going to beat the casino at their own game. I get it. I think I'm great at poker. You're probably not going to beat them. Don't spend your money there. It's called gambling for a reason. The second big thing that got me was this. All the studies of, because, you know, from being in medicine, I love the psychiatry, neuro neurology, neuropsychiatry, um, endocrinology. And when you spend money, the pain centers in your brain. I forget, you know, the part of your brain that, that lights up when you have pain? I forgot. I forget the part, but there's a part where when you're literally in pain, um, you know, maybe it's a cortisol spikes, but there's a certain part of your brain that's activated when, when you're in physical pain. And when you spend cash, when you spend dollar bills or FRNs even, that part is activated. If you look at uh, MRIs or MRI studies um, or EEGs or something. And when you spend debit card, there was significantly less pain. When you use a credit card, there was zero pain. People did not mind at all. So there's zero pain in the studies. And this is neuropsychiatry when they use credit cards, meaning they're likely to spend, I think studies said 8% more, but some said 50% or 100% more. I would think 100% more, twice as much when you use credit cards, right? What do you think? Yeah. I mean, just because the whole concept is just a plastic card, they're not really like, you know, you're, oh, I'm going to pay it off in a couple and of months. a month. Yep. It's, it's always yeah. a month and a half. Like late, a month right? or a couple of months. It should be easy. But then the next thing you know, you're, you keep piling up. Because, you know, you took a trip and then something happened to your car. And then you're a little short in groceries. So you're putting it in a card. But if you're using a debit card, which is essentially like cash it's in like your cash, account. Yeah. yeah, cash in your account. You'd be more mindful because this is your this is your budget for the week. You can't it, spend more than that. You can't spend more. Work. Exactly. Because you're going to be um, overdrawn. So I think... That helps a lot. <laughs> Not having credit cards. By the way, I used to have three or four credit cards, which is now down to two. And I am going to take off. Well, both are um, zero, but I am taking off one at least. Yeah. But if you, if, you, um, if you remove your credit card or cancel it, it'll hurt your credit score. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. It will, oh, no, your credit score will yes. um, And we'll, we'll get to what Ramsey thinks about credit scores in a second. Um, yeah, the, what I was going to say is, is that made a lot of sense. And when I started to think about it, I realized he was right. When I use credit cards, I spend way more and I use credit cards because as a human, as, as a, any organism, I avoid pain and I, it is painful. I hate spending cash. I feel like I'm losing something of value. 
when I spend cash. When I spend credit card, it, it hurts me less and I'm more likely to use it at the store, but I'm also more likely to buy more. I go to Walmart and I'm, I, know, I know I'm using a credit card. Pilot, yeah, let's get yeah, let's get that too. Let's get that. Let's get sixteen of those. Yeah, give me all your ammo cans. Yeah, give me give me all that. Give me all your tools. Um, so I'm more likely to buy a lot more when I know I'm spending cash, or if I didn't have a card on me, or if my card didn't work for some reason, I would really keep that car pretty pretty thin. So it just made a lot of sense. So it was those big arguments. It was you can't beat the house, or at least gambling on the, on the whole in the long run is not going to be worth it. You're not going to win. And it was the the fact that the stu- all the studies say you spend more when you use credit cards. So those got me thinking. Um, now, that being said, for the things... I still use credit cards for most things, but I at least I'm thinking about it, which makes me spend a lot less. Um, for the things you're going to do anyway, like gasoline per month, that you're not more likely to spend more on gas or drive more because you use credit card. Or like automatic bills, like electricity, where, again, it's not likely you're going <laughs> to spend more on electricity with a credit card. I, you can still set up for automatic payments. I'm okay with that. Um, Ramsey's not, but I'm okay with that. Um... But in general, using cash, I think it's it's phenomenal. I totally agree. So it's one of the things I was wrong. Um, you know, that old Hick Ramsey is definitely right about that. It just makes sense. And I, I was wrong when I thought I'm benefiting from credit cards. I'm beating the system. I'm probably not. And I recognize that. There's but. also like, you know, the small wins because he tries to like for, for step two, when you pay off your debt, you also start with the smallest um so list all well, your debts, yeah. smallest to largest, all your items. All your consumer debt. So you list it up, like your um, credit cards, whichever is like the smallest to the, the highest. And when you tackle one and, you know, you have that sense of accomplishment and it keeps you going for the most part. And it gets you fired up, which is, I think, psychologically, it, it is very, very... Um, it was exciting. It was exciting when we got that the credit cards yeah. banged out. I got uh, Pepsi banged out. I got the the letter. I got in the mail. I got my uh, title. It's incredible. It is, yeah. I I can. That's why I'm also very on board with this, and we're hoping to finish step two within this year, hopefully in a few months. But we also got like um, Murphy. What do you call that? Yeah. What's that? Murphy's Law? Murphy, he, said, he, said Murphy, Murphy. he says Murphy will move in as soon as yeah, he starts the plan because stuff happens. And that's why you have an emergency fund. Um, yeah. And again, we didn't we didn't bring our fund down to a thousand bucks. We have a few more bucks than that because I, I would feel so terrible. But when people call in and say, oh, Ramsey, I'm going to feel so um, afraid and vulnerable having only a thousand dollars, which again, when he wrote the book was different. Nowadays, a thousand bucks is not much because of inflation it doesn't do much. How can you tell me to you know take all the money Besides for $1,000 in an emergency fund, take all the money and put it towards debt and start paying off debt and not build up a bigger fund. And he wants you to be a little uncomfortable because that's what makes the gazelle run so fast because they're uncomfortable, because they're afraid. They're running away from, you know. Yeah, so that's why they call it gazelle intense. And and again, you know, he makes a good point. I'm still not quite there. Me, if I went right down to 1000 bucks, although for the roof, we might actually go down to 1000 bucks Because if we pay for that in a few weeks, we'll be using all of our savings. Um... We might be at a thousand, but we'll be uncomfortable. We're gonna pay off the rest of our debt very quickly because we'll be uncomfortable. We'll work harder. Am I more likely to pick up that overtime shift if I'm broke and have no money at all? If we're down to a thousand bucks, which I consider no money. Yes. Yes, I'm way more likely. Even you picking up some of that overtime shift, right? If they call you an offer, like yes, please, I'll take all the overtime because we're we're gonna be have to. I forget the the name of the rule, but there's definitely some psychology to it where you do what you have to do. If it's necessary, yeah. you'll do it. If there's a deadline tomorrow to get the paper done, you're gonna get it done tonight. 
Um, if you know there's a test tomorrow, you're going to study tonight cramming. Um, so I, again, I'm on board with that too. So a lot of the psychology works and still a lot of people say the plan is crazy, but they did a big study in their other book. I think it was called, was it Everyday Millionaire or something else? Yes. Where they studied 10,000 millionaires. They took 10,000 random millionaires and they, they did studied a lot of data points and they found that almost all of them paid off their debt early, didn't use a lot of credit cards, didn't leverage a lot of debt for debt as a tool and all that stuff. Um, they paid off all their debt, paid off their house early, and retired about you know, 30, 40, 50. The average person hit it at like 50 years old, a million net worth. And I guess that's combined net worth, which makes it easier. But And, and then I started thinking, like, thank God we're living in New Hampshire. New Hampshire, almost everyone makes decent money, and there's little taxes here. But anyone who makes a combined household income of... 70, 80, 100, 150,000, which most people can do with, even without a big degree or without being a genius or an inventor or an NFL player, anyone could do that. You should be able to pay off your house and retire by 35, 40, 45. I just don't see, am I wrong? I don't see why not. Why couldn't you retire at 45? The average person. You know, we don't have kids yet. So. Maybe it'll change when yeah, we have kids. And, I, because it's just, it's it differs. It's a case to case basis. What may be you know easy for us may be a little. Yeah. I mean, sooner or later you you can you know go to that finish line and be debt free. But it's also a matter of intensity and how you know how um, intentional you are and how you actually pay your. Debt. Well, most people like you know we've all seen the famous videos and stuff and the calculations of when you buy a cup of coffee at Starbucks for if at Starbucks is like eight bucks, but a regular cup of coffee two three four bucks a day. Well, that every day, if you do it five days a week for a year, is you know thousands. Yeah. If that would have been put towards debt and or invested, you could retire, you know, forty years earlier than you would have otherwise. So, do you need that mocha frappe latte latte at Starbucks? <laughs> um, yes. um, you know, if and some people need it every day, and it's like seven bucks. It's ridiculous. And I think it was what's his name from Shark Tank who said this. Um, what's his name? He's a Canadian dude from Shark Tank. The mean one. Kevin O'Leary? I think it was Kevin O'Leary. Um, he said, like, I still don't buy coffee outside of the house. I make it on my own. It costs pennies to make it. It tastes better. I get to make it how I want it. I'm not going to spend, like, six bucks at your damn Starbucks. Mm -hmm. So I think he said that. And he, I think he's a billionaire. Mr. Mr. Wonderful. Wonderful. Kevin O'Leary, yeah. Um, and he's in Canada. But, you know, he's involved in Canadian and American investing and everything. Um, he has his own funds, apparently. His own ETFs or his own funds, some sort of a mixed fund or something. Um... So yeah, like it, everyone, and I get it, some people have kids, meaning the wife might be at home or one of them can't work full time yeah. and kids cost a bit of money. So there's that. But still people spend a lot of money. They waste a lot of money. If they are even somewhat responsible, like semi-disciplined or maybe like us, they can, I would think, retire by mm -hmm. not or, 90. Yeah. Or just be debt free in general and yep. start saving towards, you know, retirement a little earlier than expected. So... I mean, that's what we aim for, hopefully. Yeah, and, and there's, it's pretty new, the FIRE movement. I assume it's new the last few years, five, maybe five, ten years of financial independence, retire early. There are people who are going super intense, which is very much aligned with the, the Ramsey program, where they're getting super intense and their savings rate is like 80, 90 percent. So they're barely wasting any money. It all goes towards living and just saving and investing. Yeah. And they can retire by, you know, 30. If you start this, if I would have started this stuff, I just started it a few months ago. 27. If I would have started this stuff at 18, or even when I met you, we what was that, been you know, 20, five years ago? 
fifteen. We would have been literally debt free. We'd already be halfway done with the house. We'd be on par yeah. to be totally retired by thirty five. Right? No, by thirty five we'd have the house paid off, we'd have a few bucks in retirement already. So we can focus on like, yeah. you know, taking care of kids or planning towards retirement, probably traveling. So those things. So I mean, you know what? It's better late than never. And, and we can do it for our kids. Exactly. And yeah, I'm yeah. just realizing right now, like in this moment, exactly what you know how he always says, You're on a change of family tree? Yeah. That's what he means. And I don't think I ever quite understood it this much, but you're right, because we started late, you know, in like late twenties, but our kids can our start kids. by yeah. when the babies, you know. They're gonna start this stuff by the time they're ready to work, if they start working at, you know, 10, 15, 20 years old, they're gonna already understand these principles of stay out of debt, don't use credit cards, and just start investing. And if you never get into debt, you're never in the hole, you're starting from you know the, a better position. Yeah, already, you're starting yeah. from a decent position instead of starting from behind. Exactly. So our kids can start on the right path, meaning by thirty five they should be able to retire. Awesome. So we spoke about the Ramsey thing, spoke a bit about the gold and silver. You have a few ounces of silver over there on the uh, other windowsill. But I promise I'm going to stop buying so much gold and silver and focus on being a little more intentional. <laughs> Any closing words for the audience? Um, we'll update you once we are done with Baby Step 2. Hopefully another one comes out, uh, another episode of this, somewhere in between. But we are really hoping to get out of baby step two once our roof is done <laughs> once our roof is done so right now we're a bit of um on a hold i would say because the roof is very expensive so we're putting everything on hold and then we're going to start attacking the debt again and we're excited to get to it like we're going to scrape together every penny to pay for it in a few weeks so as soon as they do it the money is due once the... and again thinking of ramsey I probably would have financed it for a year. It's only a few bucks to finance it. And we're because paying Because of him, cash. I have to pay cash. Yeah, yeah. We're paying cash. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? It's expensive. Yeah. It's really expensive. It's a lot. You know, 14000 bucks. It's a lot to pay in, in one time. But financing is even worse because then we'd have to add on to our debt. You'd yes, add one more exactly. Debt. So I'm looking forward to banging it out, pay for it. We'll have no savings left. We'll be depleted. But then we can get back to working, working on carry. Working hard, and after a few months of us picking up overtime and working hard, Carrie will be gone. Then we'll have a few bucks of student loans, which I don't think Grandpa Biden is going to get rid of. But whatever, okay. if he doesn't, we'll just pay him off. Pay him off, and then we'll be done. Then we can start relaxing, investing, getting some work done on the house, and then attacking the house maybe. Awesome. So, are you going to uh, come back in less than three months? I on sure the show? hope so. Your office is only ten feet away, so you can come here. It doesn't take you three months to get. Me. <laughs> right. But I know you're busy working a new job and IT director of Liberty Block and Instagram I director of Liberty pick Block. I do overtime. <laughs> no, I do choose to pick up overtime from time to time. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for, for joining us. That was a great episode with you. Thank you. You're the most popular on the uh, Liberty Block Rumble. Your video is the most popular. So thank you very much. That's all thank for today. You. And are you able to reach out to stop it? And have a good night. Check out LibertyBlock.com for more.